again, welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Line Brawl Podcast. As per usual, it's your boy Chris. Joining me, as per usual, is the homie James. James. What is up? I'm in beautiful Montreal, Quebec, and things are looking up. Habs have just tied the series up 1-1, and uh, I thought all hope was lost in game one. Oof. I'm back on the bandwagon. I hop off, I hop back on. Yeah. That's exactly what you do. As a fan of sports, this is what it's all about. <laughs> when your team's bad, you say they're so bad. And when they're good, you go, that's my team. Yeah. One day you're trading Being the farm. A fan. The next day you're winning the cup. There's no other inevitability, you know? Oh, they have just been they have just been fun to watch. I'm excited. Yeah. Chris, do we break down the games? Where are we starting today? Let's Let's talk about just like game one quickly. Because I think we were just talking about it where it was certainly not encouraging. Going into game two, based on that no. first game. Man, oh man, did Vegas look really, really good. Their defense is, like, unbelievable with how much they can contribute to scoring. Yep, Shea Theodore. I mean, he's a player. I wanted to draft him just because of his last name. And then turns out to be good. I should be a GM. You should. I met Shea Theodore one time. He laughed at one of my jokes, so I'm basically oh. famous. That's pretty good, actually. And we're basically best friends. So it's safe so, to uh, say that you are best friends. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, okay. I think that's fair. I would allow that. But uh, you're even talking about guys like, uh, even like besides Shea Theodore, like Alex Petrangelo, Alec Martinez, like these guys in terms of like how much they're able to, like I'm seeing them like contribute, go on the rush together. I'm seeing them like throw thread passes to each other, like through crowds. Like it's unbelievable. Yeah, what they're Petrangelo, doing. Petrangelo has like two or three goals now this series, and Shea Theodore had two goals and an assist on game one yeah like, they they look good they're big boys especially petrangelo petrangelo i didn't know was this good honestly uh i thought he he was uh, the captain like definitely in the top end of his team in st louis but i didn't realize he was he's a top player he's a top contributor you know um what i my big notice of the vegas golden knights was they did a profile did you know alex tuck was huge um, no, but he does look very big. How big is he? Dude, he's like, they were doing a profile with him side by side next to Josh Anderson. It's like comparable, almost. Shit, so they're like as big as me? <laughs> it's like, if, if, if you had the, your hockey ability and I was like, in good shape, and then we trained for 20 years. <laughs> oh, it's like that. Okay. Yeah. So Alex Tuck, he's 6'4", right? And so oh. Josh Anderson's a bit bigger, but he's 220. 6'4", 220. Did you? I have Josh no Anderson's idea. Josh Anderson's like 6'3". Was... He's not. So he's uh, they're, they're similar size. He's a little bigger than Josh. Even. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I didn't I didn't know that. Um, but yeah, back to that game. That that defense, Corey's just pitching in. And now they, they did it in game one. They did it again in game two. Uh, that little set play they do off the face-off where the guy, the, the D-man, just comes skating in. It worked yeah. twice on us. No no reason it should ever go a third time. <laughs> it's worked yeah. twice. Did you, uh, that, that Shea Theodore slap pass was oh, very that was gross. Fake. That was yeah. gross. I was faked Alec out. Martinez. I was like, what? If you want to talk about an open cage, that that's an, an open, open cage. cage. Sometimes Price leaves the cage open a little longer because he's like, uh... Okay, wait, now if I dive, it'll be sick. And then it's his sometimes aggressive it's just style a little of, too late. Yeah, it's his aggressive style of play, man. It's the reason why, like, when someone's coming down the wing and like trying to fire a shot, when you see Carey Price, you're probably not even seeing that net. 
because he's so big and he goes out so far. Yeah, yeah. Um, game three is going to be in Montreal. And guess oh, who man. else is in Montreal? Me. Yeah. Guess who's going to be part of the riots? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was know. looking at uh, I was looking at tickets. You got about fifteen grand on you. Yeah, at least. Um, yeah. And make that in a day from this podcast, from the ad revenue on this That's podcast, true. from all from all like the the royalties that we're getting. You know what I mean? Yeah, from the yeah. TikTok creator yeah. fund. Wayne Gretzky had to wanted to come on again and again. We were just kind of like, no, we're not. Like, dude, you're not even playing anymore, man. Yeah, actually, fuck off. We need relevant players. You peasant. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't happy with that. Have you seen how he signs? How have you seen how he texts? Like his son is his son-in-law is Dustin Johnson, and he signs off text messages with dash ninety nine. <laughs> That's. I mean, it's sort the of one of those moves. things. <laughs> it's sort of one of those things where it's just like, yeah, if you get like twenty eight hundred points in the NHL, like, I guess you can like do whatever you want. Your like, ego can just let you do anything. It's always so fun getting to, like, talk to people who don't know hockey, like, super well and just, like, educating, or not even, like, educating, but just, like, informing them of how crazy some of the Gretzky stats are. Like, my always favorite one is, like, yeah, if you can have a career where if they were to take every goal away from you and just count your assists and you're still the points leader, you can have 99 as your signature. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Anyways, back to the players that are playing. Um, The relevant ones. (laughs) <laughs> i love Corey perry man how oh, fun yeah. has he been how good has he been he's just having fun out there chris didn't watch the full game he's like i watched the goals i didn't watch the game though chris there's more to hockey than just watching the highlight package oh, you piece God. of shit <laughs> i'm kidding <laughs> no but Corey perry was just being a rat out there he was doing that thing well, he's like pretends to be hurt at the ground, and he did a, he did like a flinch at Ryan Reeves. It was funny, yeah, you know. A little bit like of gamesmanship. His, yeah, sticking his stick in people's nose. He was just having fun out there. Classic Corey Perry. Some of these guys have been uh, really putting their best foot forward. You know, I mean, Tyler Toffoli's kind of came back a little bit. Uh, Cole Caulfield seems a lot more comfortable. Oh, Cole Caulfield is a player. He's a real. He's a real player. He's yeah. he's gonna get a lot of money one day in his life yeah um but luckily that's not for another two years didn't he two burn years. an elc I don't oh know. he's he's burnt his elc this year for sure yeah 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 i oh, think it's probably yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, well, let me think yeah he's got a couple games left until maybe but like yeah i mean you know he's getting some money at the same time it's like you said he's got to do it for two full nhl seasons before he we gets finally money. he's so like shifty and dynamic when he we haven't had a player like that in a really long time that's just always looking for offense sometimes to a fault sometimes he looks for the play in the d zone when it's just like the best play is get it out and you can tell he's like no i just want to make a sick play where i get to snipe eventually but no you know he's going to be eventually playing next to dano pretty consistently right in the sense where it's just like i don't know i like him i like him with the suzuki and tofoli those are two great line mates it's true but you know, you gotta have some patchwork, right? I mean, you know, I don't know what you're gonna be able to do if, like, if Cole Caulfield, if they let him be Cole Caulfield and just be like an offensive machine, and then you just have like a guy like Philip Deneau, who's like, you haven't scored a point since 2007, I don't think, but you're really good at defense, so just yeah. be in charge of this guy's mistakes, honestly. Be the Mark Mathot to his Eric Carlson. Everybody needs a Mark Mathot. Okay. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe it's a little bit of a different analogy because those are both defensemen, but. Yeah, I get what you're know saying. What I, mean. I get what you're saying. You know what I mean? But yeah, Dino is just there to shut 
the top lines down, and he is good at it. I love his f- clutch face-off draws. Oh, that one play for us, uh, getting back to that face-off play, the one in the the second period of sec- game two where it was a bad line change. Suzuki was out there for a while, and they do the uh, the old set play where Petrangelo comes back from the point, rips it in. Like I said, you can do it two times. We better be on guard for that on the third. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what, like, they're still doing the right thing because I remember in game one, like, they were doing everything that they were supposed to do because, like, the only, we talked about this before, the only way that you beat a guy like Carey Price is make him not see the puck. That's the only mm-hmm. way that you're going to beat him, right? And and lateral but, movements. They're, they're not well, taking, like, the shots because he's too good at, uh, He's too good at rebound control. He's too good at making that first save. So they're just making him move laterally, then ripping it. Yep, and that's how you're going to have to beat him. Yep, yeah. Playing in front of the net is not going to pay them any dividends. Unless you're just looking to get a deflection or to screen. I mean, you're not getting a rebound. Don't even look if, back. In case you just want a, a better look at that beautiful mug of his. Oh, he's handsome. Right, I mean, Chris? I guess. Say it. Say he's handsome. He's like, I think he's like, handsome. I think you're like overselling him in terms of just, I feel like you think he's like a top three handsome guy. And like, that's where you're wrong. Like, <laughs> I'm going to bring Maybe. a list next week because I don't have one in front of me, but like, I know there's handsome Bring a players. list. Are you coming to Montreal next week to visit me? Uh, two weeks. Two weeks. Okay, two bring weeks. your list. Two weeks. Bring yeah. your hot guys in the NHL list, and we'll go through it line by goddamn line, Chris. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, like, I think that my line, you know, people are going to agree with it, I think. I think you have a very, I think you have a type, and it shows. I think you're into yeah. daddies. I think you No, Chris, no. <laughs> yeah, I think you are. Fuck. Okay, well, let's get back to the, the real topics <laughs> of the game. <laughs> let's move on. Let's talk about something else. <laughs> Uh, hashtag James likes daddies. Anyways, so we'll <laughs> go into <laughs> we'll go into like but game two. I think what like you like you said you kind of were able to like see the whole scope. Like what did Montreal do different? How do they go from just getting shellacked in game one to looking like they really were in control? Not for most of the game, but kind of really like sharing the load a little bit and actually like having an ability to contribute offensively and like walking away with a split in Vegas. That's great. But how did they do it? How did they do it? I have no goddamn idea, Chris. We look like we have <laughs> we look like we have a worse team than them, but we're just getting it done. We're shutting down the uh, the Patchetti Stone line, which is one of the best lines in hockey. You got Patchetti firing. Patchetti's been pointless, and that's just classic Patchetti. He does not like the pressure, baby. That's why we booted him out for Suzuki. I actually liked Patchetti. Just didn't like him as a captain. I mean, but, uh, what a, pi- but, what a yeah. pickup you got. They're, they're shutting down that top line. I think that's the difference. And they're not letting as many point shots. Those point shots in the first game absolutely killed us. The defensemen, I mean, Petrangelo still have two goals. So it's one was from close range. The other one was from back there. But they're getting less point shots. They're blocking shots from the point and shutting down that top line. Yeah, yeah I mean, that was a great summation. I think also... Uh... If you guys want to know why the season split, if you had to boil it down to one thing, it is it is number it is thirty one. It is in the crease. It is Carey Price. I mean, the guy. He's amazing again. You just see him like relish in these big pressure games. Like I think I haven't like shut up about that for like the past four weeks. But it's true. No, it's been outrageous. I'm I'm in constant amazement at how nothing seems to phase this guy. 
No, and he looks, he's just having a good time. He looks happy. He's smiling all the time. Even when he gets scored on, like two minutes later, he's smiling. He doesn't care. He's in there for a good time, baby. He's there to just yeah. play the game he loves. And if a couple pucks go in, whatever, he moves on. He shakes it off. But uh, a, a huge thing, I think, uh, that we can talk about here is Habs have not had more than 2,500 fans in a building. And so this is just like, this is new to them. This is like mm-hmm. almost takes away the home ice advantage. Because to them, it's like, I don't give a fuck if they're cheering for me or against me. This is just crazy to play in a full building like this. We haven't seen this in a year and a half. I think mm-hmm. it pumps them up like nearly just as much as Vegas at this point, who's used to it. And now we got the split going into Montreal. And uh, the, the fans are going to be going crazy. Yeah, that's going to be interesting too. You're wondering what it, like the effect is going the other way, right? How used is Vegas going to be at this point with like... No, that's the thing. We have the home ice advantage because they don't like being in a weird, creepy, underfilled stadium with only Habs fans booing them and probably booing their own players when they fuck up. But Oh, yeah. It's, it's good. And I'm going to be right in the heart of the action, giving you a play-by-play of how many fireworks we shoot into buildings and set fires, how many cop cars flipped per minute. It's gonna You're going to be... be an on-the-street correspondent. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's going to be fun. Just kidding. Yeah. I won't take part in any of that, obviously. Yeah. Too much It'll be good. You'll, you'll, you know, I think it's sort of one of those things where Vegas will really get the opportunity to hear just all the horrific things that French-Canadian fans get to say to opposing players. Most of the time, Better. actually, to their own team. Most of the time to their own goalie, <laughs> but luckily we haven't seen that. <laughs> it's actually, like, so funny how just, like... You know, if this was, like, any other goaltender, it doesn't even matter if it was just, like, a Vesna winner or something like that. It would just have been, like, this is a disaster to play in all the time. Do you remember? Yeah, I think we've talked about this. His first, his first like, game, it might have even been preseason, after they traded Cristobal Huey array. Oh, oh wait, God. after they traded Cristobal Huey, so, like, they were saying prices are definitive number one now. We don't have Huey anymore. And he let in, like seven goals or something in a preseason game and he's getting booed every time he touches the puck (laughs) (laughs) he's like and he just has an interview he's like relax guys it's preseason it's the first game i'm also like 19 years old (laughs) yeah exactly i just finished my career with the tri-city americans okay (laughs) now i have to go play in like the bell center i have time to learn here yeah, you remember I mean, in like I remember in 2010 specifically. I think when they were really going on those on those deep playoff <laughs> runs, and they're like Halak is it, man? Halak is gonna be it for a decade. Get rid of Carey Price. Oh, it was, it was Halak, not Huey. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. I well, because I mean, like it, they originally were hiding, hiding him for so long, and then Price was supposed to be the guy, and Halak got hot, and he got hot for like two playoffs. Right, yeah. and so people were just like, "Why are we holding on to this young guy when we clearly have a guy here, and we can get yeah. some assets in return?" And boy, oh boy, could you imagine? If would have been a lot worse than team. trading. If would have been a lot worse than the Sergachev and Druan trade. Whatever you got back, yeah, that would have been terrible. Price is just—he's uh, the heart and soul. I couldn't imagine what the Habs are without him. No. They'd be fucked, honestly. Not not in the playoffs right now, that's for sure. Yeah, not, for sure. Not having a split going back to Montreal, which is... I mean, I'm excited for that. I mean, that is going to be an absolutely 
crazy environment to be a part of. They are, they're doing it, man. And I'm not saying, that, I mean, like, no one thought this was possible. That fucking, I listened to Steve Dangle, and one of them is just such a tool. I actually like that podcast, but one of them's such a tool, Adam Wilde. And he was like, they won't win a game. <laughs> Suck it. We won a game out I of mean, two they, games. It's yeah, a split. People have been saying that since the Leaf series, right? Not going to win a game. Well, guess what? We've won nine of them now. Yeah. And guess how many we're going to win? Um, says, does that make sense to any of you guys? Chris, you took French. How many is that? That's 16. For yeah, that's 16, which equals a goddamn Stanley Cup in Montreal that I'm going to sneak into and I'm going to lift over my head. This is actually crazy that this is the closest that they've been, obviously, since uh, the Kreider incident, which I don't know if you feel comfortable talking about, but it is really just unbelievable. This is the team that has, like, the resurgence of this franchise. This is the team? Like, I mean, no one saw this coming. I thought we had, like... Like, everyone knew the plan was we have to win now before uh, Weber and Price sort of slow down, and Price is as good as ever. Weber definitely <laughs> yeah. has Weber I mean, definitely we- has slowed down, so I understand yeah. that. But it's like it didn't seem like we were in win now mode, but we have sneakily assembled a very strong roster and with Caulfield in, it's kinda of just like that offensive dynamic player that we are missing and everything's coming together. We roll four hard deep lines and uh six big, tough defensemen. Yeah. And I mean, it's like you said, it, just, it was like sort of like perfect circumstances in some cases where you look at a guy like Cole Caulfield, right? Like, you know, normally it would be a lot to try and get some guy to get a playoff atmosphere within, you know, just finishing up a season on a new team. But he was just busy competing, trying to get into the Frozen Four in Wisconsin, like elimination games, not seven game yeah. series, right? This guy's yeah. already ready to go. And then you look at a guy like Carey Price, like, this is a sign of a guy who clearly has taken care of himself. You know what I mean? Like, I would, like, do it akin to the way that Carey Price probably takes care of his body is, like, probably, like, not quite LeBron James level by any sense. But you know this guy works day in, day out to, like, probably, like, this is a guy that I think Carey Price could play in his 40s. You think Tom Brady level? Do you think he's kissing Uh, his son on the lips, even though his son's a little too old to be kissing on the lips like that? He's a young man at this point. My theory is that, like, elite athletes have the power to, like, suck youth, like, dementors in the Harry Potter series. Oh, that actually makes sense. And it's like their sons are obviously, like, give me your male youth. Life force. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I get that. Yeah. So, that's the theory. Maybe that's why Carey Price is able to stay so young. You know what I mean? No, for sure. That's a a really smart theory you've come up with. Yeah. Guys, uh, comment on TikTok whether you think uh, professional athletes are secretly dementors stealing the <laughs> vital youth of young little boys. Yeah, and our main point is, um, our main piece of evidence is Tom Brady smooching his son on the lips. On the lips, like he's a young man. See, and uh, I think my that's TikTok, like... my TikTok's blowing up again. Sorry, oh. I cut you off. What you were gonna do? I no. got a five hundred thousand views on a. Shot of Romanov hitting Jujar Kara. Oh yeah, no, that TikTok does guru. play well. Anyways, the fans well. don't care about me. I have my shirt off right now, also for the fans that can't see me, which is everyone, because it's a podcast. Yeah. So just picture six foot five guy with eight different sets of abs coming out, 
bulging out. That's so funny that you're like telling them that you have your shirt off as if like we were even remotely conducting an air of professionalism beforehand. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually in a three-piece suit. I'm going to a cocktail party after. This. It's like I just do this on the side while I work for J.P. Morgan. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's good shit. Uh, I know. Like we can talk about the other series quickly. Just like I don't. I mean, the New York Islanders, man. They're surprising me, officially, at this point. They're tied again with this series, and they're able to compete with Tampa. I still don't think they can beat Tampa, but at the same time, like, man. I man, mean, that series think? is really fun to watch, also. Oh, they, yeah. There's, like, a fight every two minutes, or, yeah. like, some sort of scrum every two minutes. Like, it's so funny, because <clears throat> Tampa's a pretty tough team, and you know they're only, like, Islanders' only goal is to rile them up as much as possible. So just two tough teams, and one knows that they're not as skilled as the other, so it, yep. they're just going at it. Yep. Yeah, that's what I mean. They know right away we're not beating them with our skill set. They have too much. You have to get them off their game or make them take dumb penalties so Stamkos and Kucherov and Point are on the ice as little as possible. And I think they've been doing a pretty good job. You know what I mean? It's the same thing that we talked about with Montreal, just like... When you play a team like Tampa, best thing that you can ask for is a split in the first two. And they've, oh, accom- sure. and they've accomplished it, right? It's yeah. like, I think this is like a pretty good series. One thing, I, again, I love about the Golden Knights and Habs series, like it took, it's so nice to see teams not having played at all this year immediately hate each other. You know what I mean? Like game yeah. one was a scrappy affair, honestly. Yeah, yeah. They both are playing for a lot and they know it. Islanders, they just are not going to go away without a fight, and that's why they're, yeah. they've they been so fun to watch. It's, um, a, it's a Lou Lamorello team, right? Like it's, it is. It's so that frustrating. Fourth line, that fourth line has been problems since they were assembled in like 2016. It's like yeah. Clutterbuck, Sezikis, and Matt Martin. Yeah, and, every and they've year stuck I'm around. Like, yeah, every year I'm like, okay, well, that's, that was a cool year for them, but now they're all sort of old and worse. And then they just do it again. They're just big bullies out there, and they yeah. they can wear you down. Yep, every time. And I mean, look, they've got some great luck with their goaltending too. I know um, the people that they've been working like they've had Varlamov for a little bit, and I know he got injured, and Elias Sorokin played really well. Uh, so, I mean, like, good for them for actually having just like a good goalie tandem at this point, just because anyone who has to play again. Also, I gotta say, these are might be like the four best goaltenders I've seen than like in recent playoffs like think about it. it's carrie price mark andre Fleury, and andre vasileski so like three huge goalies no yeah and then it's either simeon varlamov or Ilya sorokin but again same thing the islanders that's just like i think it's a culture thing man i think that's a team that's really bought into a system i think it's a team that has lou lamorello as a gm it's a team that has barry trotz as a head coach i mean just like top to bottom you know that this is like an organizational feet that they were here yeah. not necessarily just their players oh fuck. even though they have great players don't get how the washington capitals fire fire barry trotz I, it was such a strange scenario because he got fired after he or i guess just didn't get re-signed after he won a stanley cup with them i think he left to go coach the island no i they they i don't think they could they would like they wouldn't agree on uh on a number so it was just like a pissing contest between him and the gm and uh he just left and now we can all see that was the wrong call on the Washington Capitals part. 
And I think his uh, one. So one thing I found out too: Barry Trotz's family lives in the New York area. Oh, so you're trying to prove me wrong on national TV yeah. in front of all of our fans? I am. This is what you get for telling the listeners that I didn't watch Game Two. That's like the whole reason they come here and listen to this is like they're assuming we know. What we're I know what about, I'm talking a about. Bit. <laughs> you're here for colorful commentary. I am the wizard of hockey. You don't even get how it was supposed to be. Where I'm the host. You're the you're the guy with the opinions. Yeah. <laughs> so you got enough. <laughs> so that's not the. Co- <laughs> we're still figuring this out. <laughs> I'm the wild card. Uh, yeah, wild card, baby. <laughs> uh, okay, I don't think I've even asked you this because it's something that we can close off on. Uh, do you see the Islanders beating the Tampa Bay Lightning? I think if anyone in this entire Stanley Cup in this season was going to beat Tampa Bay, it's going to be the Islanders, but I don't think they're going to do it, and I think Tampa Bay is going to win their second yeah. cup in two years. You know what, I... I will go, because I will say the Islanders will beat the Lightning. I think that's fun. That is fun. I think that they'll do it. It's also fucking stupid. Should we um, reignite the the bet that we had? Which bet was that? Uh, whether or not, uh, for the listeners at home, we bet a case of beer whether or not... Uh, Mark Scheifele yeah, yeah, yeah. was going to have to fight upon his return, but unfortunately we couldn't follow through with the bet because Montreal did such a great job sweeping the Winnipeg Jets that he didn't come back in time. So we're trying to reinvigorate this somehow, and I think maybe the East Coast might be interesting here. Okay, so yeah, you owe me Eastern a case of beer. Games. If uh, Islanders win, I'll take that bet 10 days out of the week, baby. So if the Islanders more. win, I owe you a case? Yeah. No, if Islanders win, and if I owe you a case, and if Tampa Bay wins, you okay. owe me a case. Oh, you're so easy to take beer from, Chris. Okay, we'll see. Okay, and what do you think about the? Uh, I'll, I'll just about the Habs Vegas. What's your prediction? I'll say the prediction I was thinking before the series, and now I'm starting to think a little different. But I'll say my. You say yours first, though. Uh, I think Vegas is going to take it in seven. Okay. I'm actually worse, and I said Vegas. I was originally thinking Vegas in six, based mm-hmm. on what I saw from Vegas before they played. But now, now that they've played and they got the split, I could see seven game series makes a lot of sense. And who knows what will happen in game seven? But I guess my official pick would have been Vegas in six, so I'll stick to that. I don't want to let my Habs fans down though, so I'm also yeah. saying Habs in seven. Whichever one happens is what my call is. Yeah, if anyone remembers this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else do we want to talk oh, about, God. Chris? I guess I'll, uh, we could wrap this one up, and then next time I'll come back bloodied and bruised from my time downtown with a bunch yeah. of stories. James is going to head down. Yeah, He's going to check out the riots, uh, maybe set a car on fire, win or lose, doesn't matter. You know. I might camp out there tomorrow night. Just have a time, see where the night takes me. You know, we'll survive. But yeah, let's end it here. Let's figure out where we want to go. Habs are planned in a, uh, pretty soon. I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see where this team can go with this series. Me too. Uh, this is the most excited I've been for a Habs team in quite some time, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So, uh, James, where can people find us? 
That is at Line Brawl Pod on TikTok and uh, Spotify. You can listen to us. Anchor, you can listen to us. Apple Podcasts, oh. you can listen to us. But what? Apple Podcast takes a one or two days to get the uploads so listen to us on spotify that's where the real money is at baby yeah. and also just donate money to show. us yeah. just give us money we don't have a gofundme or a patreon just figure it out yeah figure it out find money. our email and e-transfer us money yeah don't a- don't ask us just put money on our and figure it out and it won't go towards making co- better content for you it's gonna go towards absolutely not us buying things we want that we think are fun are you asking for better content than this? This is like the best. Yeah, I guess that's I think. impossible. I don't know how we could do better. You guys cannot, you know, ask for more than what we've already given. That's just selfish of you. Here we are giving once a week for 30 minutes, and you want more? I feel like you're being selfish. You're all pieces of shit. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that being said, that's it. That's what we're. That's the end of the episode. We hope that you have a wonderful day once again this is uh chris smith and jimmy g all eyes on me signing off everyone have a nice day and enjoy the nice weather and enjoy the habs baby bye bye